This is Draft Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band Humphreys McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where I finished up my conversations about Umphrey's first drive-in show experience in Chicago, Illinois, September 5th and 6th with two conversations, one with Umphreak power couple Cordell and Tammy, and then with Umphrey's road merch manager, Sam Sutton. Cordell and Tammy shared what it was like traveling to a show now and what were some of their concerns venturing far from home, some of their favorite parts about attending a drive-in show, and they shared the feelings they had when the band walked out on stage to play the first show in front of an audience in almost six months. Then later on in the episode, I chatted with Sam Sutton, who shared what it was like flying to work for the first time, working this event, and also getting to watch a little as a fan. Sam also gave a little insight on what happened with merch on that first night. Some very, very cool conversations anyway, but especially if you haven't had the chance to experience a drive-in show like me, and everyone shared some really great insight on the entire experience. In case you didn't know, the week before last, I talked to Umphreys McGee manager Kevin Browning about the drive-in experience, and the week before that, I spoke to Stasic about the same subject. It was very cool to check in with everyone and hear what they all had to say about it from their personal perspective. If you missed those conversations, there is a link in the show notes where you can check them out. Thank you again to Stasic, Kevin, Cordell, Tammy, and Sam for taking the time to sit down and chat about this new way of seeing a show. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, sweet prints, or sells other interesting products that you think peeps would like to purchase? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umphreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that can make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele? Or perhaps you're looking to hire some cool people to work with. Let Dropped Among This Crowd help you get the word out. With interviews on the show and sponsorship packages that include ad time on the podcast, ticket giveaways, social media plugs, product reviews, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd can help you reach tons of fellow umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow ump family. Email droppedamongthiscrowdpod at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more. 
This week, I'll be bringing you a full recap of the two nights of Umphreys McGee at the drive-in on September 5th and 6th. But before we get into that, I wanted to quickly mention on September 26th, Joel played a private show in West Hollywood, California. The backyard event called Funk the Rona would have Joel set up on the back porch of a private residence playing two sets. The first set would feature just Joel with the second set welcoming Jason Hahn on drums, percussionist from String Cheese Incident and Ioto. This was the first time these guys would play as a duo. The over three hours of music including the set break, um, had quite the set list. And I'll read um, what was played. And Joel was kind enough to confirm to me that this is what he and Jason played. Um, The evening would start with Flamenco Sketches by Miles Davis into Dr. Grandius and Parnassus by Debussy. I think I only slightly slaughtered that one. (laughs) Some improv into Everything in Its Right Place by Radiohead. Peg by Steely Dan, Glory by Humphreys McGee, Uh, Breathe into the Ending of Time by Pink Floyd, Ordinary World by Duran Duran, She Came in Through the Bathroom Window by The Beatles, Orfeo into Harry Hood Coda, obviously by Fish, into Orfeo, Hey Jude by The Beatles. That was actually the first time that Joel had played that. He did play it, I believe it was the next week when he did Friday Night Lights, um, but this Funk the Rona was the first time he had played Hey Jude. Um, and then set two, as I mentioned, would include Jason Hahn on drums, and they played Jessica by the Almond Brothers Band, Tempted by Squeeze, and Joel shared a very interesting story really quick after that tune that Umphreys had been approached one time to open for Squeeze. It never happened, um, but I would love to pick his brain sometime and kind of get a little bit more information about that. Uh, After that, uh, Sissy Strut by The Meters, Jesus Etc. by Wilco, Den by Umphreys, (laughs) A Thousand Places to See Before You Die, Easy Lover by Phil Collins and Philip Bailey, also the first time played by Joel. Wife Soup, Much Obliged into Haji into Much Obliged. And then Encore was Layla by Derek and the Dominoes and Lizards by Fish. Uh, There is a link in the show notes where you can watch the replay of that. It was on the Relics Relics Magazine's Facebook page. Um, So if you missed that, I will throw a link in the show notes for you front of an audience in almost six months on September 5th and 6th at Seat Geek Stadium in Bridgeview, Illinois. The last show in front of an audience was March 7th at the Belly Up in Aspen, Colorado. Seat Geek Stadium is home to the Chicago Red Stars, the National Women's Soccer League. The stadium was originally named Toyota Park. And while this event was in the parking lot, the stadium itself has housed a bunch of concerts since 2007, including Dave Matthews Band, Fish, Bob Dylan, and more. Selling 530 spots 
it was very obvious that the Umphreaks needed this just as bad as the band did. And in case you were wondering why there were two ends in the drive-in name and the posters and the promos, Kevin shares the answer to that in my conversation with him from two weeks ago. So if you missed that, there's a link in the show notes and you can listen to what he had to say about that. So night one would kick things off with the just oh-so-perfect opener, 1348, not only for if its reference to the Black Plague, but also because we all really needed to rage this and get some emotions out. I was at home streaming. I was not at these shows, unfortunately, and I was already grinning from ear from ear. Like, the minute they started playing, it was just like, oh feels right in the world. (laughs) Dancing comfortably into itself about three minutes, allowing some time to wander, cooling its heels a few minutes later, and wonderfully undressing and revealing Gulfstream, which I knew we would get this at some point during the weekend, but they were more than ready to get us feeling all the feels right away. That 1348 was left unfinished so they could head into that golf stream. Before we get into the next tune, an engagement. Congrats to Alex and Drina. I've not had the pleasure of meeting the two of you in person yet, but I'm sending all my love to you guys. Such an awesome thing. Congratulations again. Dancing right into Bad Friday, getting into it slightly before four minutes. Shout out to Joel here about a minute later, really dancing out and sliding back into Bad Friday about three minutes later. Seasons next, which I felt was a highlight from these two nights. Starting to get itself comfortable slightly after three minutes. Jake would embody that Western jam I keep mentioning, but... He would shed it a little bit, keeping a little taste of it in his back pocket, getting into the grittiness of it a little after five minutes, breaking it down slightly before seven and a half, getting a wonderful taste of Chris and Andy, and then building itself back up and just exploding and engulfing us all in that previous jam. And I got to mention the Umphreys Rock Show video posted on Instagram using this part of the jam. I had reached out and suggested using a scene from SpongeBob that every time I see this episode, I just think about how perfectly it would pair with an Umphreys jam. And this one was just so perfect for that clip. Seriously. I was just laughing so much. And if you don't know which one I'm referring to, it's the, if you saw the Instagram page, it's the one with Squidward. And it, if you watch SpongeBob, I'm a SpongeBob fan, even before I had kids. Um, it's the episode where they do the talent show and Squidward is, comes out to do his talent show and he's doing his interpretive dancing. And every time I see that episode, I just think there's so many Umphreys jams that would be so perfect there. So I'm so happy that it finally happened because it was so hilarious. I watched it so many times and could not stop laughing. So if you missed that and you need to watch it and laugh, do it because it's, it's great. There's also so many other great ones that have been posted. 
from this run, from this first night of this run. And if you're not following the Umphreys Rock Show Instagram page, you need to. Seriously. I'll link it in the show notes so you can find it. Walking right back into seasons after that. Really, really enjoyed where they took that one. Like I said, I would include that as a highlight. I know seasons gets a lot of crap. Um, I think it's a great tune. Um, the lyrics are just amazing, especially now. Very uh, fitting for the time. Um, but they they really jam that out. So, DeJunk next that would go unfinished and remain that way for the remainder of this evening. Sidestepping and changing costumes to reveal wife soup. Um, and a very nice and dancey speak up after that. Joel taking us to church as we float into the next one, Synchronicity 2 by the Police. I had a feeling that we would get a police song one of these two nights, but honestly, I was thinking, don't stand so close to me for obvious reasons, but I'm not mad at all about getting Synchronicity 2. I've talked about that since the first time they played this cover last Halloween in Washington, D.C. to go along with their police theme. I've talked about how much I love this cover and how I think it's perfect the way that they do it. And I'm so glad that they've already played this four times just since last October, which is a lot if you also factor in that they haven't played, you know, they haven't played music live in the capacity that they have in the past. So for having four covers of that song in in a year is is a lot. So I'm I'm hoping they keep that one around because I would definitely like to catch one of those. Um, Bringing this set to a close with the ending of the 1348 that started the first set. The second set hitting off with the silent type, one I would also consider a highlight from the evening, wandering off slightly before four minutes, engulfing this very sexy comfortableness as it dances on. Shout out to Stasek here again. And really, I want to say I'm going to be giving him the MVP for these two nights and wrapped in the round in case I forgot to mention that I mean of course everyone sounded great but watching the first night and then re-listening there was definitely a bunch of times where I was just like damn Stasic (laughs) rounding the corner a few minutes later fully blossoming open and illuminating way out while also having this very heavy trudging along feeling I love when they get into that type of pocket and they get like right in there. Just, I love that. Picking up and gaining momentum, driving right back into the silent type. All in time, next, another tune I really had a feeling that we'd be getting over these two nights. Chris laying it down before we really dance off slightly after four minutes. Shouting, yeah, Joel, at home a few minutes later as he leads the pack slightly before seven and a half. Cooling its heels and leaving all in time in the rear view for now. Ripping it right open and confidently stepping into Rocktopus. Bayless mentions before going into the next one that never in his life has the sound of so many cars 
sounded so beautiful. And I would have to say that I agree with that. <laughs> Hurt Birdbath next with a Cars by Gary Newman tease before. I was freaking out <laughs> when they started playing that because that morning I actually woke up with that song in my head and honestly I had to look it up on YouTube because I couldn't remember the lyrics. I only had like a small section of the song like playing in my head and then when I heard the song and paid attention to the lyrics I was just like holy shit like this would be so perfect for them to play and I even confidently said something to my friend Leah and my husband and then they did the tease <laughs> I was so excited about it it was also nice um, to get on the Umphreys bingo game that I was playing I only needed Breaker to win which I didn't get but I still did really well and having that Cars by Gary Newman on there certainly helped I just wanted to shout out real quick Jordan Mayorta, sorry if I crucified your last name, uh, for inviting me to play the Chicago bingo game and for putting that together. Half of the pot from what was raised, I believe, went to helping save some local music venues in Chicago. So for a good cause and then a fun game. It was actually the first time I've ever played an Umphreys bingo game, and it was a lot of fun, so I would love to do it again. Anyway, back to this hurt birdbath, wandering off on its own slightly before three minutes, but only for a little bit, setting its sights on soaring back into her birdbath a few minutes later, creeping out and feeling a little dizzy as it tries to find its head, slinking along, really gathering all sorts of energy momentum and just building all up before it explodes way up and out slightly before 10 and a half soaring right back into her birdbath and personally my favorite part of that song I added this one to my highlight list as well booth love next shouting out stay sick again here about seven minutes making things all sorts of funky and what is that T slightly before seven and a half? There's nothing noted on all things Umphreys, but it definitely sounds familiar. So if you know, please reach out to me and let me know. I gotta mention Umphreys Rock Show on Instagram again. Here he took another part of this jam and again put it with a hilarious and spot on video. And like I said, if you're not following that account, you need to. Seriously. Feeling like we could stumble into Soul Food 1 about 9 minutes-ish, but not doing that. Instead, building itself way up, continuing on and slamming headfirst into the second half of All in Time from earlier in this second set. Ending the second set with a perfect cover making Flippy Floppy by the Talking Heads. Played a total of 76 times last seen at Woodlands Festival last year, November 9th, 2019. Really sinking in slightly after four minutes, enjoying its own little adventure before sliding back into making Flippy Floppy a few minutes later. Encore for the evening at the drive-in, 
Remind Me, giving us the completion of Sex Metal we all wanted to get out from the Boondock Sessions and from the Brennan and Jake show in Brennan's basement. Taking a stroll around the block early on, about three minutes, picking up momentum as it continues to dance along, pivoting and driving us right into Sex Metal slightly before 10 minutes. And I saw people raging the hell out of this part on, you know, videos. There was one guy and he's just head banging in the back of his truck so hard that just the entire truck is just bouncing and just raging. And you know what? I was raging at home too, but I guarantee like it probably felt just so good to just rage the shit out of that part of the song. Just get out all those emotions from the past six months like it was probably just so awesome feeling and it was so awesome to see folks raging like that again to watch people just get down like that again it just was the coolest thing to to see and as I mentioned that remind me would end the first evening of the drive-in shows all right so that brings us to night to another perfect opener I felt puppet string sinking down slightly after four minutes creeping along picking itself back up and dancing on here slightly before five and a half coming from Stasic sounds so familiar in fact this whole jam sounds like this has come up before but I can't place it and there again is nothing noted on all things Umphreys so Again, if you know, please feel free to reach out and let me know because I love to know this kind of stuff. Continuing on and resonating way out for a little bit, then boomeranging back into the aforementioned jam, confidently walking out and having a very Phil Collins vibe to it as it leaves Puppet String in the rear view and engulfing the pieces of the floor. No Diablo would come after that, dancing right into It Doesn't Matter, wandering off slightly after four minutes. For a bit, dancing back into It Doesn't Matter, Stasic taking our hand slightly after seven minutes as we start to meander off, dancing along, rounding the corner slightly after 10 minutes and gaining more momentum, Going for one more drive around the block as it starts to set its sights on being driven home. Sliding right back into It Doesn't Matter about three minutes later. And I know I've said it a couple of times and I'm going to say it again. That song has been just incredible to watch grow since its official debut in January 11th, 2018 in Pittsburgh. Not quite three years, so, I mean, that's pretty awesome. This one would also contain a Shine On You Crazy Diamond by Pink Floyd Tease as we float out, rounding the corner and heading into Maybe Someday. Noted on all things Umphreys, this would also contain a Paradise City by Guns N' Roses and Hold On Loosely by 38 Special Teases. Ocean Billy next, 
This one I also put on my highlights list from the weekend. And if you watch the live stream, perhaps you noticed Jake during this. And, I mean, boy, he was really feeling it throughout this one specifically. Really showing slightly before seven and a half, allowing it to resonate way out. Jake just ripping this bitch to shreds, setting it back down a few minutes later, chugging along, gearing itself up, gaining all sorts of momentum, and specifically right here from about 12 minutes-ish until we slide back into Billy about a minute and a half later is what I meant about Jake. Just in that pocket, you know, like just in this space. And when he gets in there and then comes out of it, I'm always like, welcome back, Jake. (laughs) Because it seems like he was just off in another dimension somewhere or something. It's it's interesting to watch for sure. And I know you know what I mean. (laughs) Coming back into Billy, as I mentioned, about 13 and a half. Billy is powerful anyway, but that one just felt so good. So, so good. (laughs) ending set one of night two with day nurse set two kicked off with succity getting some real funkiness to it as it dances off a little before three and a half beginning to float off a few minutes later coming back about two minutes after that and engulfing that funkiness again we can hear succity dabbling its way under back in underneath as it continues to dance along And if you've been listening to the show since this song debuted on New Year's Eve, you know how I feel about it, (laughs) but I can really get down with this funky as hell version. Going off on another stroll around the block before fully embracing back into Suxity. Whoppy, whappy, whoppy. I go back and forth on that one. (laughs) Come... (laughs) completely slipping into a sexy reggae-ness slightly after it heads out about four minutes, deciding on a different direction, wandering out and getting itself into a tizzy before finding its head and beginning its crawl back into whoppy (laughs) about eight minutes. Tumbling into plunger next, defiantly stomping off at about seven minutes, calming itself a little bit later, falling down the rabbit hole and giving off this feeling of like a familiar dream almost. There is a slight bridgeless tease tickling in there about nine minutes-ish, gaining more momentum, leaving it to idle in the driveway for a little bit to absorb all this energy almost slipping into a little rocktopus there as it trudges along and makes its way out, heavily dragging itself into Push the Pig, getting grimy for a little bit as it dances out slightly after four minutes. This version would also contain an I Got Love by Nate Dog Jam as it makes its way out, dabbling back into Push the Pig one more time before abruptly pivoting the corner and revealing the ending of Jajunk from night one. All the emotions next with divisions, getting an uneasy feeling to it as it wanders out a little bit, not venturing too far out from in front of the house, dancing back into divisions, 
sliding down the rabbit hole slightly before four and a half, getting up, dusting itself off, and confidently trying to find its way out, seeing light and breaking through back into divisions. I can only imagine the emotions that everyone was feeling there because I can tell you I was bawling my eyes out at home, I'll admit it, (laughs) and even listening back to divisions, it's just goosebumps, just goosebumps. Allowing it some real time to dance off, I just really love being entranced in that jam, especially about nine minutes, nine and a half-ish just this energy around it as it builds for a little bit, but not heading way off, hovering over divisions and just so gently bringing it back in. And I mean, if you were not already emotional as fuck during these two nights, like this one, especially the ending lyrics, there's no way that this one didn't get you. Like, even if you're not a Divisions fan, I feel with everything that's going on in the world, like there's no way that this one didn't hit you. There's just no way. A cover of Bob Seger's Hollywood Nights Next played a total of 19 times, including this one here. Last seen early in 2020, January 31st at the Fillmore in Detroit, Michigan. Sliding comfortably right into the conclusion of Puppet String that started the evening off to close out the second set. And the encore for the final evening at the drive-in, a standalone bridgeless. So that's all I have for this week of the show. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for things that I referenced, including how you can check out all of my conversations with amazing folks about the drive-in show experience, as well as where you can check out past episodes, book your own conversation, and be a guest on the show, where you can find the brand new Dropped Among This Crowd Etsy store, subscribe to the just-released Conduit e-magazine, and a ton more, so check all of that out. Thank you again so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.